Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? How you guys doing? Hey, everybody. I got Miss Mona with me today. We're running just us today. Just it's like, the two of us, just like the old days. Old school, old. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a year ago. <laughs> Almost. We're, yeah. we're getting up on that oh, year. Blowout party when oh, we have our one year break anniversary. Break the budget. Yeah, break the budget. <laughs> take out all the stops. Whatever. That's right. Uh, do you know I when that is? I can't believe it's been, well... Vaguely. Was it in March or April? I think it was the first, beginning of April. Wow. What episode is this? Man, we need know. Dan. I don't we know. 40-something. Uh, We're coming. 46? Maybe. So that would mean... It's coming. 16 more. I no, think, that can't be right. No. Well, We're all somewhere. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not good at math, but I know there... No, there's 52... Okay, so there's six more episodes. I, I'm stupid. I was going to say, 62. I think your math is a little off, but I was still <laughs> contemplating that. Where did he come up with that? I don't, oh, I don't I know. Was still, he we've added it to me. the year, <laughs> and we've made it 62 weeks. Lord help us <laughs> with the way these past two have gone. But yeah, so we got like six episodes left. It's coming. And then we'll we'll be on, man, for I was only supposed to be here for one week. I know. And you wouldn't let and me go. Look, look at this. Now, look, <laughs> now I'm now, a co-host. Now, you call me yeah. a co-host. You're I'm my your, homie. I know. I don't know how this happened. Uh, it's it's a God thing. It's a God beautiful because God we thing. are people like you. <laughs> they they just put up with me and they like you. I've really come to believe that. Everybody I hear and talk to about the podcast, I just miss Mona. She's just so sweet. And I'm like, okay, you know, there's two people, sometimes three. Yeah. And we get, hey, you know, producer Dan's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> so. <laughs> it wouldn't be a, our podcast without you, Pastor Ray. Yeah, wow. I'm just saying. I, I'm just going to say this. God, God's been good to us. Absolutely. Just a number of listeners, right. which is crazy nuts. Right. Well, and just the fact that we're coming up on a year. Yeah. I mean, I really thought, you know, if I can do, and I get five people, and, and uh, guys out there, I really didn't know who would listen who would want to hear what I have to say <laughs> six months at the most, and then it would sort of fade away. Right. But here it is. As far as I know, it's going strong. Right. Right. Um, We're got, going strong. Yeah. Got me. <laughs> got me my homie here, my my co-host. She's been now, she got moved up, doubled her salary. Yeah. Hmm. From zero to zero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, still got mugs for sale. Mm. Um, If you go on our website, do we have them on our website? I pictures of them? I, I don't think we do. Dan, work on that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> anywho, man, we are so glad you're here. Hey, we're going to, we, it, it was sort of funny yesterday. So at church, this is the most we ever talk about what we're going to talk about <laughs> is su- usually Sunday mornings, we both look at each other and like, hey, what are we talking about tomorrow? Right. Now it's easier when you are doing a series like we right. just were in, hint, foreshadowing <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, we were doing the Ten Commandments. And so, you know, last week I told you guys, hey, we're going to probably take a little bit of time off. We're going to take at least a week off. I like to do that so you don't just get, you know, some people get used to talk about one topic. And I understand the Ten Commandments are ten different things, but you're still talking about Ten Commandments. And so I'm like, let's just throw it. And so yesterday 
um, Miss Mona finally gave me the answer what we were going to talk about. And she said, you know, I've really been drawn to the Sermon on the Mount. True story. Now, you yep. can tell them all if I'm no, lying. Yeah, no. And I said, I've been having the same right. thought. Yep. And so then Miss Mona went a step further and said, let's just finish the Ten Commandments sort of in cahoots with the Sermon <laughs> on the Mount. Right. Thought it was a great idea. So we're pretty much... Outside of when we get to it in the Sermon on the Mount, we're not going to be back in Exodus 20 right. until we get to that that specific commandment. Then we'll go back and we'll reference it and we'll deal with it, but we're going to deal with it from the point of Jesus and and his idea of what each one talks about. But we will give the basis for right. those last, right. what, four? Yes. I think like four. Three, four. So anyway, that's how we got. So we're, <laughs> and in talking about that, my thought in this process was, you know, if you want it, seriously, I just uh, six months ago maybe dealt with um, Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. Right. You want those, seriously, go on Marion um, Facebook, Marion Baptist Church Facebook page. I dealt with every one of them from verses uh, 3 through 12. Um, I dealt with them in sermon form, so you can get that. So we're going to start at verse 13, and we laugh when we started. We're going to start and try to get through salt and light. <laughs> We may get through salt. <laughs> then again, we may get to light. You I don't never, know. You, know, you just never, never know knows. how the Spirit's going to move. Exactly. So I'm going to pray, and then you read, and then you okay. lead. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't he expecting that. He thinks he's so that. funny. <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father, we love you, and we're so thankful for you, Father. We're so thankful for your word, for the truth of the word in the Old Testament, as well as the absolute truth of the New Testament, and God, how it so is interconnected. Lord, as I preached even yesterday in Leviticus chapter 3 about the peace offering, and then to be able to go to Ephesians, and as Paul wrote, he showed the fulfillment of that and how Jesus, in his death, broke down that wall of hostility so that we could have peace. And he even says in there that Jesus is our peace. So God, we thank you for the fact that you are the fulfillment of everything in the Old Testament, that you are God himself. And so, Lord, today we offer this time to you as a living sacrifice. We just want to humble ourselves before a holy and mighty God and just help others love you and hopefully have a intimate and a greater love for your word, which would in turn lead to a greater love for you and your person and your name. And so, Lord, we love you today. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're in Matthew 5, starting in verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. So you wanted to start by saying, talking about how that you is emphatic. Yes. So when he starts out, so he finishes uh, the Beatitudes, all the blessed, you know, and then he gets there, and then he gets really particular about us. He wants to deal with us individually. He says you. And the word you there, it's in two. It's emphatic, speaking to us, and it's in the restrictive that it's only for believers. Right. Unbelievers, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, make the statement. Unbelievers cannot add salt to this world, right? Really, nope. you know they don't. They don't have the goods mm-hmm. to put it that way. 
and the goods by the meaning is the Holy Spirit living inside of us right. that can add the good gifts to it and add that which is because what that's going to lead us right into and I don't know if you have this in your notes but salt is it has several characteristics go for it number one it adds flavor right uh, we, we know you know you salt your food you have all types of salt you know um, Cajun shake salt. <laughs> It's a lot used in my house. Um, regular salt. Then you have what are some of the other saltless salt something or something. I don't know. <laughs> something out there. I don't know. But anyway, so it adds flavor. So, you know, if something is bland, what is the first thing people do? Right. We add salt. Right. Or if you watch all the cooking shows, what do they say to the people when they're tasting their food? You really should have added more salt, which is a good thing they don't eat my food because I don't add very much. <laughs> They just a little, a little pinch will do you. <laughs> the ones I see when they, they just take it, put it in their right. fingers. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, number one, where your fingers been? <laughs> well, they're cooking, so hopefully they're. How clean. do you know what a pinch <laughs> or a pinch is? So it adds flavor. So here, here's it. It totally. We have so let the world describe what a Christian should be. Mm. We've so let the world dictate. How we're act so that majority of the world thinks that we're boring, right. sticks in the mud. Right. If you're a Christian, you can't have any fun. Right. You definitely don't have anything to add. You're going to be restrictive mm-hmm. in and of yourself just because you got all these no's. I've said it many times. It's sad that the world knows everything we're against, right. but hardly ever doesn't know what we're for. Right. Jesus. Because right. I promise you, if more people knew what we were for, I believe we would be attracting more right. people. So when you think about us adding flavor. Well, I was thinking about that this afternoon and, and thinking about um, that, um, you know, when we season our conversations with the salt of Jesus and of um, our beliefs and of our faith, then it just adds that little extra depth mm-hmm. to the conversation. You know, it... Um, being out here in the country that we are now. Um, yeah, boy. <laughs> and people ask us, well, how in the world did you come out here? Because not very many people move out to this area. <laughs> no, they do not. <laughs> but it would be very easy for me to, to take the path that just says, well, my husband was looking for a job for his retirement, and this is what came up. But I always try to remember... <laughs> Because it is, it is true, and it is on my heart, and my t- I want it to be quick on my tongue, though, that this is where God provided a job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I say that, people don't quite know how to answer that because— Because they're not used to having right. God thrown in their conversation. Right, exactly. So, but when we do try and throw God into our conversations like that, um, you know, what a difference that that can make, whether it's—maybe um, it, it just— per- makes them go out and think, mm-hmm. wow, that person was talking about God. <laughs> or maybe it sparks a further conversation, or maybe it just gives glory to God. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you just don't know where it's going to go from there. But when we season our conversations with talk about our faith and talk about God and what He has done or Jesus, um, then um, you know it just adds to that. It adds that depth. It adds that flavor that the world needs because otherwise, I mean, the world is is um doesn't have any of that and they don't have that hope and that peace and so we can flavor our conversations with that yeah and and to know the story because i know the story of you guys moving here Mm -hmm. it was truly a god thing absolutely See, a lot of people would just say oh it just so happened no the way things fail (laughs) right 
it's a God thing. Yep. If you've never heard the story of it, you know, go back to like episode four, five, or six. I don't have a clue. But I know it was one of the early when you sort of shared your testimony <clears throat> mm-hmm. about how God did some things right. that could really weren't able to be done, but God moved mountains right. in a sense with the selling of your house right. and, and all that. And even just the whole getting the job right. for Tyler. Um, so go back. And, and so, yeah. Anytime you can add God, it does make people uncomfortable uh-huh. because we're so – we will talk about anything right? except for that which is of eternal value. Right. And you start talking about Jesus and, and seriously, things get quiet quick because right. folk just don't know what to say because right. they're not used to it. So when those of us that that love to talk about Jesus begin to throw that out, People are like, oh, yeah. What? They don't know how to react. They don't know right. how to react. So, right. first off, he adds flavor. Second, it's a preservative. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember back in the day, my my grandfather, my grandpa, Meadows, he had a pack house, where in an ice house or whatever you want to call it, where they used to keep meat and they would mm-hmm. salt it. Mm-hmm. I remember going out there and it always stayed cool, seemingly. And he would have these big salt boxes where he would they would kill deer, put in there, and they just didn't have ice and barely had electricity that right. you know, worked a little bit here or there. That's how he kept his meat all year. Right. Was in these big salt things. Right. You know, you go out there and you have to get salt off and, and however they did it, I don't really know. <laughs> but it preserved the meat. Right. Well, that's what Jesus does and the gospel does for us. Right. It's it preserves us for all eternity. Yes, we don't have to spend eternity in hell. You're preserved from the fire for an eternity mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, so speak to that just a little bit about how, how. What do you see about a preservative? Well, and also, um, I think that I read about being preserved against the evils that are in society, or against yeah. against the um, the. Well, we're going to talk about light later, but the darkness that would come in and in the. Um, the things that we would face that would try to um, influence away us away from God. And you mean there are things that they would try to turn us away from God? <laughs> I love when he gets sarcastic, don't you? <laughs> every minute, every day. <laughs> really? How would we know that? Um, what do you mean? What? How do we know? How do we know? I love when I stop her. I, just get, I get this frustrated because look I, up. Because uh, I don't, are you asking me a question? Yeah. Well, Jesus, because no, there are some people that are going to be like, "What do you mean the forces right. come against us every day? Right. What are preserving me from what?" Right. Well, Jesus told us that um, in this world we would have tribulation, but ha- but take comfort because He has overcome the world. So, so He tells us that we're going to have tribulation. He tells us we're going to have trouble. So, right there, we know. <laughs> and He also gave us. <laughs> I don't know what I just gave her a look. Apparently, that I don't know what it was. <laughs> but he also gave us the armor of God to put on daily right, because exactly, that, we need it. Right? I did want. I want. To, I want. Hope you remember where you were at. But <laughs> I did want people to know that you are under. If you're right. a believer, you are under attack. I told somebody that's having a conversation last week, and and it may have been two guys that I'm sort of working with that are my son and producer Dan. <laughs> you know, those both are called to the ministry, and so I'm trying to pour into them, and we meet twice a week going through a book or two. And and it may have been them that I told. It, it's been proved that when you preach a 30-minute sermon, hmm. it is as mentally taxing upon a preacher as a whole eight-hour workday. Right. Because think about it. You have all of hell, in a sense, yep. standing against you. Right. You have that that are trying to distract number one me 
trying to distract the listener mm-hmm. that don't want the word to get out. Right. And so you do have forces. There's there's a I firmly believe there's an invisible war at times going on in sanctuaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've talked about that too, about coming in for the podcast and yes. and, and the, on the t- times when we do it at the end of the day and and we've lived through the day and <laughs> that those days are not always very fun because things happen, migraines happen, um, you know, just irritations come up and, and those sorts of things where you, I just firmly believe that they are things from the enemy trying to discourage us or keep us from coming and declaring yeah. God's word. And same thing is the, the, one of the major times of attack, I believe, are Saturday nights for people, yep. for believers, and especially for pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, just those times where the enemy will come to try to get, um, you know, things will come up or, or maybe something I want to watch that's going to let me not get enough sleep or or a comment. Somebody shoot me a text and there's a comment that I don't – so that my mind is more about what that person right. said or did rather than – you know, I mean, I really start Saturday, late Saturday afternoon into Saturday nights when I really start in my mind going over right, and sure. over what I'm going to preach tomorrow and looking at it and then figuring it out. So, and then what the enemy will try to do is he tries to come in and distract. Sure. Yep. And he does that with, with just a believer, like, you know, you sure could sleep in tomorrow right. morning. You know, they look, some of them folk going to look down on you if you wear mm-hmm. jeans. Mm-hmm. So these slanderous attacks of the enemy. Right. And, and um, you know, there are too many believers who believe that once you become a believer, once you become saved, that it's supposed to be an easy life. And no, it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible. Let's just be honest. Not it says all. it, a 180 from yeah, that, right. that. You literally get a target on your <laughs> right, back. Exactly. And Satan doesn't so come So if anybody has, has tried to tell you that, it's Don't a listen. lie, right? It's a lie. <laughs> and so this salt that we have preserves us against that, that, but also preserves us so that we can be a good influence mm-hmm. on those around us. And, and, you know, all of this that Jesus was teaching was so that we would be the disciples that he right. needs us to yeah. be. He, well, he wants us different. Right. To, we There's enough Christians that look like the world. Right. And I use air quotes right. when I say enough Christians that look like the world. Um, we're to not look like the world. Right. We, I, I was really, you know, I have, um, when we get down here to the word shine, it's in the imperative. We've, going back to the whole concept of the world, we've let the world define us in that. We've let the world make this book not be commands or mm-hmm. the like or those places that are in the imperative, which is a command. Right. Um, we've let it make it callings or not everybody has to do it. You know, I, one pastor said, we've made the great commission into the great calling. It's only for pastors or deacons right. to go do it. Uh, last time I checked, that's right. was not what it was for. It was for right. every believer. And so even right here, when we get down, in the same way, let your light shine. Now, you know, my whole deal was not my light. It's the light of Jesus in me and through me, so I'm letting that light shine. Um, but it's an imperative to do that. So how are you going to do that if you're living like the world? Right. You're not. I mean, it's just not, it doesn't work. It's not feasible and it's right. not applicable and it's right. not, you don't have the ability to do it. Well, and that that takes us down to um, when it says, how shall its saltiness be restored if the salt has lost its taste? And I 
was reading and, and read this amazing sentence that sort of stopped me in the tracks that said, pure salt cannot lose its saltiness. And it's only when salt has the impurities come in that then it loses its wow. saltiness and loses its purpose and loses its flavor. And so, um, you know, I just really thought, like, I almost want to put that on a plaque, yeah. you know, in, in that... Um, that it, when we allow those impurities from the world to come in, then we will indeed lose our saltiness. But if as long as we keep ourselves pure according to what Jesus would have us to do, um, then we won't lose our saltiness. No, and, re- and, and really, when you get into it, if going back to what I've been preaching in Leviticus, mm-hmm. you know, it talks about that salt covenant. Right. So I have to think that as he's talking about this salt here, because salt is that preservative and it adds flavor. It's something that you'll never forget. Right. And that's what the salt covenant was about was, hey, Jesus saying, when you do these things, never forget the salt. Specifically, it says in Leviticus mm-hmm, chapter mm-hmm. 2 with the grain offering, when you tell us to bring our very best right. to the Lord, he says, never come without the salt. Yep. And so you and I should never go out of our houses, never yes. do anything without having the salt of Jesus, which is a picture of the remembrance of all that he's done for us. He took you from a life that is headed for hell. He saved you not because of anything or about you, but because who he is. He loved you that much. Right. How then should we not be loving and willing to right. share back what he's done in us? Right. You don't have to make the mess up. Right. Right. I mean, you don't have to make it up. No. Right. Here's your testimony. I mean, he say, I don't really know that I got a testimony. Oh, 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 <laughs> but you do. But you do. See, we want to get on this thought of, well, the guys that have the testimony really are the, the ones that came out of drugs and alcohol abuse and yada, yada, yada. Are you kidding me? You were going to hell. Right. Hell. Hell. Right. That's not a good place. No. It's not no joke. No. Jesus... Reached into the slave market of sin. He waded through that. He took the penalty for you, and he lovingly brought you out of it if you would accept his free gift. You tell me that's not something to tell? Right. Hello. Right. And that is valuable because, you see, just as many folk need to hear that, that you were just as... They need to hear grandma's story. Right. You know, just a sweet little lady, never done anything, but was still going to hell. Right. Still need to be saved. Until they got Jesus. You, you can't be good enough to get to heaven. Right. Are you all right? I don't care what your mama told you. <laughs> I don't care how many times your mama told you just how precious you was. <laughs> you going to hell in your preciousness. Save Jesus. Except for Jesus, right. So that's your testimony. Right. And by the way, here's that word again, Lisa Miners. <laughs> ding, dang. <laughs> that's a ding, dang testimony. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, Lisa, love you, girl. Anyway, <laughs> but it is. It's that's a great. Te- I mean, is that not a testimony? I mean, it is, in all right. seriousness. Yes, I know. I sort of made it a little bit funny, but it is a testimony. You were going to Absolutely. hell, except for Jesus. Absolutely right. Yep. Um. Well, and we were talking about um, the world and and taking on the aspects of the world or standing against it. And I read this devotion that talked about Lot. Oh, Lot. Why do you laugh? Because Lot is an interesting character. But isn't he a great example of this? Yes. Because he let those impurities of Sodom and Gomorrah come into him. And so while he still was saved, um, 
he didn't. He was not a positive influence on Sodom and Gomorrah. No, not and, even on his own. Fa- on Sodom and Gomorrah. What well, are you talking well, about? He, he won't even positive yes, influence sir. on his yes, family. Sir. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because they. Right. But so so. But we can see that picture of of allowing those impurities to come in. How? Uh, what do you mean? How? How do we see those impurities see. of allowing it to come in? Come on, think with me here. Get on the wavelength. <laughs> well, I. You mean because he started off? Yes. Ah, right with me, girl. <laughs> you go ahead. No, you got it. No, he it's started off near. Uh, I can't say it as well as you can. So he pitched his tent right towards Sodom. Towards it. That's what the that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. The very next time we see him, right, he's gotten to the gate, right, basically. The next time we see him, he's basically the mayor of right. it. And, and let me just say that until I heard Hank say that, like I never realized that. And and Hank said that at one point in some in a sermon some time, I don't know when. But if you go back and read it and you see that, I mean, obviously it's true because Hank wouldn't say if it wasn't true, but also I tried. That's the truth. I try not to be no fibber. But also when you go back and read it and you think, Oh my goodness, that's true. That he was Pitched just near them, and he got closer and closer and closer to he until he was the it mayor. In his grasp. Right, right. And he did it. I, I don't think Lot went out of his way to go do that. Right. I, I don't would think. think that. I, I seriously set don't out think to it, do no. that. No. He just looked, and if you read what the text says there in Genesis, it says that it looked like the Garden of Eden and reminded him mm-hmm. of Egypt that way. Right. And so he's like, "Well, I'm going that So he just goes that so way. It looked good, right? And and so the next thing you know, can't you just see it? You know, Ms. Lot is there going, "Honey, we have to ride so far. Can't we move a little closer?" <laughs> and so then Lot moves a little closer because he was well off. He had a bunch of this stuff. They move a little closer, and then can you see it? You know, I hate that the ladies of, of Sodom have to ride out here. Why can't we go buy a house in Sodom? It would be so much easier. The Garden Club is going to... I'm not against the Garden Club. The Garden Club just wants to meet at our house. And, you know, Sally Sue and, and Rab Shaka, man, they got their stuff. And so it'd be... And then the next thing you know, this dude, it's a slow... It's it's a it's mercy... Um, Cast and Crown sing the song. It's mm-hmm. a slow fade. It is slow fade. Right. It's not you, you don't you right. know the whole story about me yes. and the diving board. I was taking swimming lessons at yep. Hargrave. We had one lesson and then this chick, this lifeguard says, well, Who wants to dive in the deep end? <laughs> hey, I do it. <laughs> yeah, I was yelling, <laughs> Satan doesn't do that to you. Right. What does it say in Genesis three? The snake mm-hmm. was the slyest, crafty. Right. right animal out there right and that's how he does it it's that slow fade right to disaster right and that's the best way to put that Mm -hmm. and that's what lot so go on back with lot well no i have nothing so anyway but here's what we get so our last picture of lot is having an incest with his daughters i mean you want to talk about how bad it gets right homeboy just all because okay Everybody put on your ears here because we're about to listen. Theology time with Pastor Hank. <laughs> Lot walked by sight, not by faith. Yes. He saw the land. I yes. told you he reminded him of Garden yep. of Eden and it reminded him of Egypt. So he he never once said, God, what would you have right. me do? Exactly. Right. Right. And so and so we see. Yep. I don't know what I was going to say. I know what I was going to say. Okay, go so we see that. So we see that. So it led him from there. To, he goes and tells his son-in-laws, 
God's going to judge the city. And they laugh at him. Right, right. You're talking about having no influence. They laugh at him. He basically has to make his daughters come. They're on the run, and God had told them, don't look back. What does his wife do? She looks back. She looked back. You want to know why she looked back? Because she was, her heart never left Sodom. Her dishes were still there. Her beautiful (laughs) home was still there. All of her friends were there. And so she had to look back. And then he runs to a cave, a close by, when he talks to the angel of the Lord to letting him get there. Mm Mm-hmm. And his daughters are like, we're not going to have any descendants. Let's go into daddy. Let's get him drunk and go into daddy. Okay, gross. <laughs> they do that. Moab is one of the ones that came out of that, mm-hmm. by the way, which mm-hmm. God called a wash pot. Right. Be- basically how it came. And so then, so that's the last we see of Lot. Right. Now, nobody would have thought this dude was righteous. Right. But he but is called righteous. In Hebrews, right? Hebrews. Or is it First Peter? You're supposed to know that. Well, oh well. I know it's it's, <laughs> it's either in the New it's either in Hebrews or, or Peter. He's called righteous, righteous lot. lot. Yes. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just sitting there going, he had no salt though. He had lost his right. saltiness. Right. So except for the Bible telling us, mm-hmm. we would I would I really thought he was a car I mean he was a carnal Christian, right. if yes. you want to put it in that terminology. Right. I would have. I had questions. Is the dude even in heaven? Right. The best thing he had going for him was he was Abraham's nephew. Right. But then we get out there, and so, man, we need to find that real quick. I, we're <laughs> running. We're running out of time. All right, you find it. Oh. So, because along the same lines, this I, I just ran across this verse that talks of another verse in the Gospels that talk about losing the saltiness, and it just sort of made me chuckle a little bit. Luke 14, 35 says, salt that has lost its saltiness is not even any good for the manure pile. It says that in the ESV version of the Bible. (laughs) Um, And in Mark 9, 50, it says, um, have salt in yourself, which means that we need to have the salt that distinguishes us from as a disciple, distinguishing us from non-disciples and non-believers. Distinguishing us from the world. What did you find? Um, in Second Peter. Okay. I thought it was in First Peter, but Second Peter, verse seven. And if he rescued righteous Lot, chapter what? Chapter two. See, sorry. he never says that. Second Peter, <laughs> Second Peter, chapter two. We got to roll. Verse seven. Um, he said, "If he rescued righteous Lot, greatly distressed by the sensual conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man lived among them day after day. He was tormenting his righteous soul over their lawless deeds that he saw and heard." And, and you know, I'm I, literally. This is sometimes you just got to come to your Bible this way. Why in the devil didn't he get up and move? Right. <laughs> if all that's true. <laughs> We know it to be true. Right, because it says it. It says it in the Bible, God's holy, inspired, and errant, unfallible, yep, unchanging that's right, word. That's right. right. Why didn't he move? Right. His witness obviously meant nothing. Now, right. some would argue, hey, at least he got out with his daughters. I don't know. I just say, I can't imagine living in that society if he really, I mean, he obviously was righteous. Right. What a horrific life right. for a believer. Yes. I, you know, we don't, all we do is we're called, let me just end with this because we're at 31 minutes. <laughs> I knew we wouldn't get to light. We're, we're called to live it out. I, you know, you just go to that aspect. Right. It's like Noah, bless his heart, mm-hmm. built that ark for 120 years and then have but seven converts. Right. His wife and 
sons and their wives. Never but isn't sports. it better to get to the end and be called righteous lost? Yes. And so then to um, lose your saltiness. Yes. I mean, we, you know, we certainly. And so I think about that sometimes that, you know, or in as you were talking to is, is we hold on to that salt and don't allow the impurities of the world to come in and, and cause us to lose that saltiness. We may never know of any kind of influence that we have on anybody, um, but but if we persevere to the end and we yes. don't lose our saltiness. And then when we get to heaven, we could find out of people that we've influenced along yeah. the way. We don't know. But, but I would much rather do that and not lose my saltiness than to give in and act like the world and lose that saltiness and let those impurities yeah. come in. Man, I just had a great, tremendous thought. I wish we had time <laughs> to just unpack. Where to be salt? Because where to make others be thirsty for the living water yes, of Jesus. Oh my yes. gosh, I just had <laughs> it. Now right. we're, we're, I mean, think of it. That, that's another property of salt. salt that we right. get to, Make it makes right. you thirsty yep, and Jesus absolutely. is living water. Uh, one great thought in my life, and that's the end of our podcast. But there it is. That sort of that's my summary of it. Of you're also to be salt to make others thirsty for right. what you have. Yep. For absolutely. that living water. Yep. You know what Jesus did? We could literally talk for an hour here today. With the woman at the well, you know what he did? He made her thirsty There's for the living yep, water. Absolutely. And and then oh jeez. <laughs> then she Made others salty for it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, when thirsty she for told, it. Right when she went and told. When she went and told. Mm-hmm. And you remember? So then she brings the whole t- the whole town. town. <laughs> this was the town hoe, uh-huh. in a sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> sorry, I know people just take it for what it's worth. She goes back. This woman who had all these husbands and the one she was with was not right, her husband. Can you imagine when she's coming and telling everybody? And telling them, this dude told me <laughs> everything I ever did. <clears throat> Excuse me, say what? <laughs> and you remember? Here's the great. And then we got it. We just got to stop. <laughs> so she brings the whole town back with her. They stay with Jesus for two days. Mm-hmm. And what do they say? Because now that they've heard it with their own ears. Now they've heard right. it. See, that's you get them thirsty for Jesus. Right. And I've said it before. You get them to the house of God to right. meet the God of the yes. house right. and then leave it to him. Right. All it, We want to put wins and losses. Like I talked to this person, they got saved, that's a win. I talked to this person, and they didn't, that's a loss. No, no, no. You get the win just by talking to him about yep. Jesus. Absolutely. So, hey, encourage you. Oh, my gosh, we could really go on this, <laughs> couldn't we? Oh, man. So, um, sorry if we went a little long, but th- I hope it was a good – man, we are having fun here today. Yep. Um, so, any last thought from you? Um, no. <laughs> She's a lady of few words. <laughs> so, why don't, <laughs> why don't you pray, and All then right. um, I'll close this. All right. Heavenly Father, I just I thank you for the teachings of Jesus that we have and yes. in, in the words that we have and and how we have your word that from beginning to end we see your purposes and we see um, your truths and so I just thank you for that and so I pray that y- you would help us to guard against losing our saltiness and so Lord help us to not allow those impurities to come in and may we um, indeed cause people to be thirsty yes. for you. And so we lift it up to you and we lift up um, 
all those who are listening, we thank you for them. And thank you for the privilege of being behind these mics. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Once again, I don't know if I said it at the beginning, but I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and I got my homie with me, Miss Mona. Hey. Um, she was riding shotgun again today. She's the co-host. <laughs> hey, God bless you guys. See you next week.